When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll go till uh, 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, looking forward to talking some Lake Show tonight. Um, Lakers split the weekend set. We'll talk about kind of what we liked over the weekend. Uh, areas that the Lakers got to be a little bit better on. Anthony Davis, the last two games, what he's done, really the last four games since Bron got injured, some of the numbers that he's put up. Um Update on D'Angelo Russell. We did get one um, a little bit earlier today. I, I want to spend a little time on how key that D'Angelo Russell piece is going to be. Pau uh, Gasol getting his jersey retired tomorrow. I think that's going to be fun. That's going to be great. Talking about one of the all-time Laker greats. Won two championships with Kobe Bryant. Um, we'll spend a little time on that. And then Mike Bresnahan, who covers uh, the Lakers Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, basically, every time you turn on Spectrum, Brez is there. Uh, we'll, we'll get a chance to uh, talk to Mike Bresnahan as well. So, Lakers put the games over the weekend. Got to be honest. I kind of said this going into the game Friday and uh, the game Sunday that just split it. Get one of those two games. Now, I didn't think it was going to happen the way it did. I thought they had a better chance against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They end up losing that game. And then yesterday, going up against the Warriors without um, – Without D'Angelo still, obviously without LeBron James and Steph Curry coming back, also Andre Iguodala coming back, I thought that was a tough putt, especially that the Warriors had won uh, five games in a row, but Golden State continues to be awful on the road, and Lakers find a way to win that game, so mission accomplished, right? You won the weekend games. Now, I was prepared before the show started to say that the Lakers were tied for 10th in the Western Conference, which is still technically the case. But Portland won a little bit earlier today. I think they just finished within the last half hour or so. They beat uh, the Pistons. So the Jazz, 31-34. and 34. The Blazers, 31-34. and 34. The Lakers, 31-34. and 34. And if the Pelicans lose to the Sacramento Kings, they're going to be tipping off here in a few minutes. It's on the road in Sacramento. So Sacramento definitely favored in that one. If the Pelicans lose, <laughs> then you have four teams at 31-34. and 34. The Thunder waiting behind at 30 and 34, so only a half game out, and then uh, and two slots to try to fill in that playing tournament or that playing spot. So kind of fascinating. I, I think every NBA fan right now, um, especially Laker fans, are looking at those standings, looking at the scores around the NBA. It really does kind of make uh, – it, it definitely makes this time of the year exciting. And if there's one thing that that playing tournament has added – is the ability for teams that are 12th in the West, 13th in the West, still thinking that they have a shot to get in. Now, I've, I've given my opinion on the playing tournament, so I don't need to do that now. But just this circumstance, that by the time tonight's over, you could have four teams at 31 and 34 is uh, is actually pretty fascinating. Um, all right, let, let me do this because I, I think this is important. Anthony Davis... Last two games, let, let me actually throw out these numbers. I, I think Laker fans will like this. AD's numbers since LeBron has been out. So uh, LeBron went out, remember, played that game against the Dallas Mavericks. Since that Dallas Mavericks game, 
He's missed uh, the game against the Grizzlies, the game against the Thunder, so did Anthony Davis, the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the game against the Golden State Warriors. So the Lakers have played four games. He's been in three of those games. Um, AD here in these last few games without Braun is averaging 35 points, 11 rebounds, and three blocks per game. Okay, That's what AD's been doing. And the reason why I want to start off the show talking about Anthony Davis because um, you know, every time LeBron gets hurt or LeBron's in the lineup or Anthony Davis is not in the lineup, a lot of the chatter is always around AD. And the chatter around Anthony Davis is, ah, you know, is this, can this guy really be the future? And, you know, he's not doing enough. And is he available? Is he not available? Which is fine. You know, I, I think people have a, a, a certain – they feel a certain way about Anthony Davis, and I, I don't blame them. I, listen, the, the biggest question mark for, for me when it comes to Anthony Davis, it's not necessarily what he's going to do when he's on the floor. It's more how many games is he going to play. And I think that's a fair assessment to say, especially for a player that has um, missed the last two years. He's missed about half of the games. And the Lakers' success or lack of success is all predicated on AD's health. Now, when LeBron James isn't there, that conversation changes. Now the conversation is, hey, can AD carry the Lakers? Or he's got no choice. He's got to put this team on his back. I've been trying to say this for the last, you can call it, let's say less than a week or so, but about a week or so. I've been trying to say, look, I get it. Yes, Anthony Davis has to be big for the Lakers. Um but AD can be big and the Lakers still lose. This is not just on Anthony Davis. There's almost no team in the NBA that win, wins individually. And um, I know you could look at it and say, well, what about Luka before Kyrie, right? And even with Kyrie, it's not like they're killing it. You're right. There are some exceptions to the rule. Okay, well, actually, here's a note. What about Braun sometimes? You could say that. But for the most part, if you're an elite, elite team in the NBA, you usually got – Two guys, and you usually got some help with some of your role players. That's just usually how it goes. So AD, the 35, 11, and 3 in these last three games, that's not shocking to me. That's not like I, – I don't know. I, I I think when Anthony Davis, especially if Braun's not on the floor, there's a lot of times obviously everything is going to run through him. And if he's feeling right and he's feeling healthy, it's not a big shock to me that he's going to have a, a really good game. It's not shocking to me that he's putting up those numbers, the 35, 11, and 3 per game, at least over this you know very short sample size. We saw it earlier in the season. Before he got injured against the Denver Nuggets, you know, all Laker fans know the numbers that he was putting up. Um, he had that stretch there for about four weeks, as good as any player in the NBA. I don't find that part shocking. I think the AD piece is going to continue. If he's healthy, he's going to continue putting up big numbers. He is. And just naturally, again, I say this, when Braun's not there, D'Angelo's not there, he is so by far the best option. The guy's going to get plenty of touches, plenty of looks. It's up to him to be aggressive, get to the free throw line. He's going to give you two or three blocks a game. He's going to get boards. He's AD. He's going to do what he does. But I think um, I, I think the stretch right now, it, it's not about AD. It's about everybody else. Because I believe that AD's going to get his. I believe that's going to happen. And let me tell you what I mean by it's about everybody else. Lakers played the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday. All right? AD did his, got his 38, got a couple blocks, five rebounds. Um, 
but the role players were not good. Dennis Schroeder was 3 of 13. Um, there was only three guys in double figures. It took Lonnie Walker nine shots to get 10 points. Beasley took him 11 shots to get 15 points. Nobody else was in double figures. Rui was two of nine. Uh, Austin Reeves was two of nine. Lakers lost that game because AD didn't have enough help, period. There's no other way to look at that game. AD didn't have enough help. Lakers lose that game. Yesterday against the Warriors, AD, 39 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. Had another one of those games. Had a couple block shots as well. But the difference yesterday was Reeves gave you 16 and 8. That's 8 assists. Dennis Schroeder gave you 11 and 6 assists. Troy Brown gave you 14 and 8 rebounds. Jared Vanderbilt gave you 10 and 13 rebounds. Beasley was in double figures with 12 points. Lonnie Walker hit a couple uh, threes or a couple shots in the fourth quarter. That was very helpful for the Lakers. I set it up that way because... As much as everybody talks about Anthony Davis, again, I, I, I don't argue that he's got to have big games, but I feel good that AD will have big games if LeBron's not there, D'Lo's not there, and he knows he's got to carry the team. Um, if he's healthy and he's in, AD's going to do his job. But I think the way the Lakers get W's or um, you know find themselves in a position where, like the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, you're kind of st- scratching your head saying, well, that's not going to get it done. It's going to come down to everybody else. That's it. And it's as simple as that. If Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves and Vanderbilt and Beasley, if if he gets three or four guys that help him, there's a good chance that the Lakers will be in the game, potentially winning the game. Depends on the opponent. Depends. It's a home game, road game. There's a lot of other factors, how the other team is doing. But the Lakers are able to beat the Golden State Warriors, who had Clay, who had Steph, who had Draymond. Andre Godala came back. Um, you know, the only piece they were missing was Andrew Wiggins, but they beat him not just because of AD, it's because four or five other guys were contributing. I really do think that was uh, that was the difference in these two games, and that was a perfect example. One game where everybody helps, um, and the other game where you get very, very little help, but AD still has two great nights. You can win with Anthony Davis having a great night. You could lose with Anthony Davis having a great night. The question's going to be, how do the role players do? Quick shout-out here. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, a proud partner here of Lakers Talk. Um, Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We appreciate their uh, their partnership here. Okay, um, we got an update on D'Angelo Russell. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about that. He is questionable for tomorrow, and this is actually an upgrade because he's been considered out. Lakers give out, put out those status reports the day before. And the last couple games, it wasn't even a, hey, he might go, he might not. And it was just, he's out. So he's questionable for tomorrow. I, I want to talk about why D'Angelo is so important the rest of the way without LeBron James. And hopefully the Lakers will have, at least if they don't see him tomorrow, see him at some point this week. We'll do that coming up next. Uh, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, Mike Bresnahan of Spectrum Sportsnet will join us in about 15 minutes or so. Um, Lakers taking on the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow. We kind of all know what's going on there. No John Morant tomorrow. Um, you know, what a uh, kind of an unfortunate set of circumstances in that regard. Uh, we'll have to wait and see when uh, John Morant will eventually come back. But at least for now, um, no John Morant in tomorrow's game. Also did not play in yesterday's loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. So keep that one in mind. Um, we have an update on D'Angelo Russell, which I, I certainly wanted to share with Laker fans here. So this is the latest. He's questionable for tomorrow. And that's actually good news. He's upgraded to questionable. He's missed the last five games. Um, we have basically seen him very limited so far since the trade. And uh, a couple days ago, which game was it? Lakers had against the Minnesota Timberwolves pregame. He was out there shooting around. And he didn't look like somebody that was coming back um, you know, for Sunday's game. And I'm just talking about, and he could have just not been showing us, but he was more just shooting around. It's not like he was sprinting around and moving laterally and everything else. Uh, he's got that, you know, the ankle issue. So I, I want to make a case here why D'Angelo is so important for the Lakers the rest of the way. All right. We know that LeBron, um, it's going to be a while since we see LeBron James. And even when LeBron gets reassessed, reevaluated. It doesn't mean when that initial report came out that he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. That doesn't mean he's coming back in three weeks. So we'll see if we get to see Braun at some point during the regular season, hopefully in a perfect scenario. He feels great in a couple weeks, and he comes back for, let's say, a few few games left in the regular season, and the Lakers are in the hunt, and then they go take their chances with everybody back and healthy for the, uh, for the playing tournament. This is why D'Angelo is so important. I just kind of went through all the role players for the Lakers, right? And I talked about how with Anthony Davis having big games, it's not going to come down to AD. It's going to come down to what are these other – how many guys is he going to get help from? D'Angelo is not a superstar. He's not LeBron James. He's not Anthony Davis. He's not, he's not one of those two players. But he's also not Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, some of these other guys who are just there. They are the definition of role players. D'Angelo's kind of in between. In between means he could be a key piece that will get you, with Bron not around, he's going to get you 20, close to 20 points a game. He's going to get you seven, eight assists a game. That's going to happen. You can almost kind of chalk that up that he's going to do that on a night-in, night-out basis. Simply, I'm going to go back to this because LeBron's not there. Now, if Bron was there, completely different story. That, that Kind of the dynamic changes. But D'Angelo is so important right now in this stretch when he does come back because 
I think those numbers will be there, the 20 and 8, somewhere around 18 and 7, whatever it is, right? Somewhere around there is why I think you can you could rely on D'Angelo every single night, where I don't think you can rely on other players to be there every single night that are role players. It's the closest thing you have to a, a, a supporting cast for Anthony Davis. Here's another reason why he's so important. He'll make everybody's life so much easier. Dennis Schroeder has been the starting guard for the point guard for the Lakers right now, just because of the circumstances. Um, even got a lot of starts during the season. You know, Russell Westbrook was coming off the bench. Pat Bev and Dennis Schroeder were in the starting lineup. Um, Dennis Schroeder would be a really, really good backup point guard for the Lakers. And that doesn't mean that he hasn't had games where he's gone out there at 27, 28 points, 30 points in a game. Doesn't mean he hasn't gone out there and had 7 assists, 10 assists, 12 assists in a game. But to ask him to do it every single night I don't think is realistic, and he's proven. Look, I might have a good game. I might have two games after that where I struggle from the field. So I think just naturally D'Angelo in the starting lineup helps Dennis Schroeder a ton. D'Angelo is also going to help Malik Beasley. He's going to help Jared Vanderbilt. He's going to help Anthony Davis. He's going to help every single one of these guys in the starting lineup. He's going to make their life a little bit easier. He's a natural point guard. He is. He can get his own. He could hit jumpers. He could hit the open shot. He could create for himself. He can hit the mid-range. And he has a, he's got a, just a natural tendency to get others involved. That's a natural point guard. Um I think that, you know, yesterday, I'm, I'm going to use this one as an example, too. Austin Reeves had to play backup point guard for the Lakers. Well, now Austin Reeves can go back in his natural position when Dennis Schroeder goes back to his natural position of being a point guard off the bench. So um, I, I really think D'Angelo Russell's impact, I, I've tried here over the last couple of weeks, at least since he's been out, to emphasize how important he's going to be. Certainly over the last week since we found out, I think it was a week ago we found out, that LeBron was going to miss an extended period of time after that Dallas win. Um, so it, it's it's that portion of it for me, the D'Angelo Russell piece, that I think is so key and such a, a important piece of the pie here the rest of the way. So just to see that he's listed as questionable, um, I'm excited about that because, like I mentioned, he's a key piece for this Lakers team, and, and, and they no question about it need him. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, proud partner here of uh, – Lakers talk here on 710 ESPN, whatever it is. Oil change, tire rotation, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winner coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Okay, um, if you want to call into the show, by the way, I know I've not given out the phone number yet, uh, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Feel free to call in if uh, any topic that you want to get into. There is... Um, I, I kind of went through this because I thought now's probably a good time to do it. The Lakers had a lot of new additions by the time we got to the um, by the time we got to the trade deadline. Obviously, all the trades that went down, some guys were picked up a couple weeks before the trade deadline. Some guys were picked up on the day of the the final day of the trade the trade deadline. Out here on the West Coast, I think what was it? it was noon was the deadline on a Thursday, and I want to spend a second on this about talking about these new additions for the Lakers from best to most disappointing so far. And I'm really, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put D'Lo on that list just because of, first I just spent some time talking about D'Angelo and I think there's going to be 
um, he's got to actually playing games, come back, and then we'll you know we'll, we'll assess D'Angelo Russell. And I'm to be honest with you, I had uh, a little bit of concerns about D'Lo just because I just remember D'Angelo Russell as the Laker when he was first drafted. But he's 26 years old now. Looks like the Lakers need that type of player. So I'm not as concerned about uh, concerned about D'Lo. But I kind of wanted to just spend a quick second breaking down the current players that are on the Lakers, and there's four of them. Uh, Mo Bamba, Rui Hachimura, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Those are the four players that came in at the trade deadline and who's contributing the most to I think has been most disappointing so far. For So right out the gate for me, I think who's been the best so far, maybe this is just because it, it's a surprise for me as well. I didn't know too much about him before he came to the Lakers. I think Jared Vanderbilt has been the best of them all. He's not perfect, but he also does not need the ball to be effective for the Lakers. He's had games where he has had, what, 15 points and 17 rebounds. Um, He's had games where he's in double digits just simply um, by his pure hustle. Uh, I I think he's been really, really nice for the Lakers, and I'll be curious to see, you know, how much more he can impact the game for the Lake Show. Um, He's another wing that the Lakers desperately needed. They got, and he's, you know, obviously been doing his thing. So Jared Vanderbilt, right out the gate for me, I think has been the best of the four guys that I named that I've seen so far. Malik Beasley, um, I, I don't know if I want to call it average, but he's been up and down, right? So he's had a game. He's had more games where he struggled from the field than he's had when he went 7 of 11 from the three-point line. So I don't really know what I'm going to get from Malik Beasley every single night. He might get 12 points, but he might take nine shots getting there, ten shots getting there. Um, and then he could go off and have one of those games, like I mentioned, where he can have 25 points. He could lead the Lakers in scoring and he could have seven three-pointers. But I think for the most part with Beasley, um, again, not having too much expectations on him, just kind of curious how he's going to fit in, I think he's been very, very hot and cold so far for the Lake Show. You get him one night where he looks like he's on, but you might get two straight games after that where um, you know where he's not uh, his shot's not falling. Um, Mo Bamba, who's not playing tomorrow, looked like uh, he, he got injured yesterday during the game as well, left. I want to say it might have been the first quarter where he left, but the official word on him is left ankle sprain, so he's out tomorrow. He's not going to be there. Um, I've been impressed by him. He's been better than I thought. I, I didn't think you know Mo Bamba was going to get. I know the Thomas Bryant trade went down, and you thought, all right, well, is this guy going to get some real playing time? How are they going to use him? Guy can hit his threes. He can find a way to impact. His game is not polished, but for me, Mo Bamba has been kind of a little bit of a revelation. I I was not expecting to see that from Mo Bamba. So I I think so far, Jared Vanderbilt has been the best of all the players that we've brought in. Malik Beasley, certainly inconsistent. I'm not sure what I'm going to get each night, but I know he's got the potential of hitting five, six, seven threes. Mo Bamba has been the biggest surprise and the biggest disappointment for me so far, of all the all these guys that the Lakers brought in at the trade deadline, Rui Hachimura. Um, I really thought, and I, I think I kind of sold myself on this, the Lakers were in such desperate need of a wing. And they got one when they got Rui. Kendrick Nunn, uh, three second rounders, went to the uh, Washington Wizards. And uh, and Rui came over, six foot nine, 
He's got a perfect NBA body, and it's exactly like I said. The Lakers had way too many guards, and they needed wings, and they got Rui. And Jared Vanderbilt, too, but Jared Vanderbilt came closer to the end of the trade deadline. Rui's been underwhelming, and and I hate to say that because I want the guy to succeed so bad. Yesterday, a pregame show before Lakers-Memphis, I asked uh, Coach, just one of my questions to him was on Rui. What do you think so far? Is he being aggressive enough, not being aggressive enough? Braun is out. Do you want him to get more looks, more opportunities? And Darvin Ham, I, I guess I was a little puzzled by the answer because he said, no, he's doing everything we need him to do. We love what he's doing. We want him to be more aggressive. And that's not wrong. Um, but I've just kind of look, looked at Rui's impact so far and man, do I wish he was he was doing more for the Lakers right now. Man, do I wish I could sit here in some of these post-game shows and highlight Rui and say, wow, look at these games. That doesn't mean he has, he's had bad games every night. He hasn't. Uh, but there's a lot of two or six from the field. There's a lot of six points from the field. There's a lot of four points, a lot of eight points. Um, and he just seems like at least when the Lakers got him, I thought the potential was going to be higher. And, you know, I don't know how the rest of the season will, will, will go for Rui. And he is a um, he's a free agent at the end of the season. But by all accounts, when the Lakers traded for him, the thought process was, hey, we want to keep this guy. There's a reason why we're giving up three second rounders to get him. We think this guy, he's at the right age. Right age. He's a young dude. A lot of the players like him. Um, but I'd love to see him just uh, – I'd love to see him produce more. Simple as that. So I, I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, all right, out of all these guys, Rui, to me, has been the most disappointing. And I hope that changes. I really do. But at least so far, um, that has been the case with some of uh, some of these role players. Okay, uh, Mike Bresnahan of Spectrum Sportsnet. He's coming up next. We'll continue this Laker conversation. I'll ask him about some of the role players. I'll ask him about this upcoming three game. Three games left for the Lakers on this homestand. I think you got to go two and one. Got to go 2-1-1. One, one. You got Memphis, Toronto, and the New York Knicks. And by the way, it's not going to be easy. Toronto uh, playing a lot better basketball than they were before the trade deadline. And, uh, and the New York Knicks have won something like nine games in a row, something along those lines. All that coming up next. Stay right here. Thank you for being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I appreciate you guys uh, joining the show. I want to welcome in Mike Bresnahan of Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, does a fantastic job covering the Lakers. Also a good friend of mine. Bres, thanks for the time, buddy. How are you doing? You know... I appreciate that you say I, I do a fantastic job. I would say it's like a uh, 
a B minus job. <laughs> Excuse me, maybe like a um, maybe like a C plus. But I appreciate fantastic. Thank you. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna round it off. Uh, if you want to go C plus, B minus, I'm gonna give you a solid B. Just a solid, <laughs> solid B. Um, Will you be Brad's- my agent? <laughs> No, I want you to continue to work, have your job at Spectrum. I don't think I'm going to help you there. I, I, I will. Uh, I'll, right. I'll ruin it. Unfortunately, I don't want to do that. Um, Brez, Lakers had a, a stretch here. I, I thought they had to split yeah. the weekend games, and both games were. I know we want to kind of find similarities, but I think there were some key differences as well. Um, but they got it done. I didn't think they would. I didn't think they'd be the Golden State Warriors yesterday. They did. I thought they had a better chance mm-hmm. of beating the Timberwolves on Friday night. But Minnesota, I think, won three tough road games in a row. They beat Clippers, Lakers, and then they went to Sacramento and won as well over the weekend. So maybe Minnesota yep. is, is kind of catching a little bit of a, a hot streak here. But just give me your thoughts of what you thought of the weekend games and if you think splitting was enough for the if, – if that met your expectations, was below your expectations, what did you think over the weekend? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I was out there, uh, I think you were too, for the Minnesota game. And I think Darvin Ham pretty much said it all afterwards. He said, look, as a coaching staff, we write three words on the board before every game. Energy, effort, and urgency. And he said after the Minnesota loss, we didn't do any of those tonight. He was really upset. He was very animated, very fired up. He almost apologized for it before yesterday's game, saying, yeah, yeah, I got, I got a little heated, guys. I'm, I, I wear my, my heart on my sleeve type of thing. But then the Lakers last night, I, I thought they really responded, or excuse me, uh, yesterday afternoon. I thought they were great. I thought they had the energy, the effort, and the urgency. And I think, Alan, most importantly, balanced scoring. I mean, AD talking with him after the Minnesota game, only two other guys were in double-figure scoring. And he basically said, hey, you know, with LeBron out, with D'Angelo out, I need some help. And he definitely got it yesterday against the Warriors, a very good balanced effort. He was great. Again, 39 points. And this time, five other guys scoring in double figures. I thought Austin Reeves is probably the best of those guys. 16 points and eight assists. He, he really can do a bunch of things for this team, can't he? Brez, I, I, I think what you said there, and it's kind of actually how I started the show, that I, I, I said that, look, Anthony Davis can have a great night like he did Friday and the Lakers can lose. And he can have a great night like he did on Sunday and the Lakers can win that I did not think that this thing is coming down to Anthony Davis. And obviously this is us talking without the the best player and the third best player on this team not playing. I think that's kind of a separate conversation in its own. Um, but the way you hit on those role players, I really, really do believe if they're going to you know make the playing tournament or they're going to end up with a ninth seed or if they're not in the tournament at all, it's going to come down to every single night they play how many guys help Anthony Davis for the time being? Hopefully that's not going to have to be the case for too long with, you know, D'Angelo potentially in the lineup at some point, maybe this week. Um, but how much do you think that's going to be the difference if if you got three or four guys that are that got you? It doesn't have to be the same three or four guys, but you need three or four guys every single night that could be the difference of the Lakers making that play or not. Yeah, they really do need the, the, the depth. They, they need pre- people to help push AD uh, up from below towards victory, uh, night, night after night. And it's funny. I feel like we've been talking about must-win games for like three weeks now, and it's because we have. Like every one of these games, there's what, uh, 16 left, uh, give or take one, and, and every single one of these is huge. And the schedule, okay, they get, they get a little break. 
with uh, Jaw uh, being out tomorrow. Steven Adams probably also out. So that's two quality starters that are out for the Grizzlies. But the Lakers, they cannot, you know, let, let up it for any amount of time. Even when LeBron was healthy, what did he always say about this team, Alan? There's just such a, a small margin for error for this team. So, so, again, now there's no LeBron and possibly no D'Angelo. He's listed as questionable, which is 50-50 for tomorrow. Um, the, the margin for error is even smaller. So you can't say, like the Clippers kind of did the other night, ah, no jaw, no problem. Because Tyus, Tyus Jones, I think he's the best backup point guard in the NBA. And Memphis had a 51-point third quarter against the Clippers, right? I mean, where'd that come from? They ended up losing the game because the Clippers, you know, probably just better players, period. But the Lakers cannot say, eh, we'll, we'll take it easy this game. Because uh, then they got say, a very good, suddenly, Toronto team and then a red-hot New York team. Winners of nine in a row coming to the arena after that. Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet, uh, Mike Bresnan, taking some time to join us here on Lakers Talk. You mentioned D'Lo. You talked about D'Angelo Russell. So he's listed as questionable. Um, and he's been upgraded, right? Because he's missed five straight mm-hmm. games with that um, sprained ankle and there were a few of these status reports we were getting where it was he's out, and that's coming the day before. That's not the case. Uh, questionable for tomorrow's game. I'm curious to get your thoughts. When D'Lo comes back, I think he's so incredibly valuable, especially without LeBron James right now. Um, how important do you think his play is, his playmaking, his setting up some of these other guys, the ability to um, – you know, hit threes, the ability to create for himself. Just just how critical of a piece do you think he is to trying to withstand this time without LBJ? Well, the fact that he can shoot, I think there's just a huge upgrade from some of the players they had before the trade deadline a few weeks ago. And he runs a half-court offense with, with a kind of a steady, uh, patient, you know, sometimes he's probing and driving and stuff. I just like how he, how he runs games, period. It's, it's, it's disappointing that he's been out for, for a week and a half because I think he really would have helped this team and hopefully will be back on Tuesday. Um, and if not, then you got to start looking ahead to, okay, he's going to come back against Toronto, Fred Van Vliet. You know, that, that's a tough, that's a tough uh, pickup for him. Or maybe the game after that against Jalen Brunson in the Knicks. I mean, there's no let up in sight if you're a point card uh, in the NBA right now, and especially D'Angelo Russell. So hopefully back sooner than later. It's funny. I think he really complements AD and LeBron perfectly. We've been talking a lot about Pau Gasol lately. Saw him earlier today at an event. Caught up with him a little bit. His jersey's getting retired tomorrow, so congrats to him. But, but I thought he and Kobe played off each other so well. Like, completely different skill sets. Definitely a yin and yang situation where Kobe was always pushing, and, and Pau was kind of more the steady, patient guy. And I think if you have D'Angelo, LeBron, and AD all healthy at the same time, three very different skill sets that could uh, play off one another very well. The trick, Allen, got to get them all healthy together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think the I, I actually do believe that Anthony Davis, D'Lo, with some of these role players can can get the Lakers into that playing tournament. And of course, the big question is, can you go anywhere from there? Well, that's when you're going to need right. Braun, um, and and that's still you know obviously a ways away before he gets reevaluated. So. We'll just kind of have to wait and see how that develops. Um, you mentioned Pau Gasol. So Pau Gasol, Jersey retirement coming up tomorrow. Um, I love that it's against the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, that's yeah. the team Pau got traded from and uh, eventually ended up with the Lakers. His jersey's going to go up next to Kobe. 
Um, uh, it, it, we just uh, listen. Pau Gasol, at least for me, was one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, loved everything about him. Loved that he won those two chips with Kobe. How key he was. How big he was in Game Seven against the Celtics. And we get into all that. Um, what's uh, what? What do you think the environment's going to be like tomorrow? And uh, how special do you think this is going to be for a player that um, is obviously such a key part of the Lakers' success over that? three, four, five-year span uh, going to three straight NBA Finals? Yeah, this is going to be great. I mean, I, I'm so happy for him. One of my favorite players that I ever covered, like I said, just, just really, we had a nice moment today. We haven't seen each other in a few years. Just catching up a little bit at a charity event for the Gasol, Gasol Foundation, excuse me, that he and his brother have started up. And I, I really give Powell a lot of credit because back in May of 2007, Kobe Bryant asked to be traded, and he, he was pretty public about that, too. He'd had enough of, of losing with the Lakers, you know, especially after Shaq left in 2004. And, and you know, the, the franchise could have gone either way. Like, it was, it was at a very uh, tough time, a very fragile time. And then fast forward to February of 2008, Pal Gasol gets acquired, three trips to the NBA Finals in a row, two, two rings come out of those three trips, I feel like Powell really helped save a difficult time for the franchise. And I will always give him credit for that. One of my favorite people ever to talk to, always available to us media guys after every game, whether it's, it's a terrible loss or, or a great win. And uh, just really excited for him. And, and I, I hope that, um, you know, it, it's, it seems like in, in talking with him today, it really is going to mean a lot for him to have his jersey, his number 16 uh, up on the wall next to Kobe's number eight and 24. It'll be special, no, no doubt about it, Brez. It'll be special, and uh, I, I can't wait for uh, tomorrow to come. And, and you know how much Laker fans appreciate what Powell did for the Lakers, so it, it'll be oh, a great yeah. moment in uh, great moment in Laker history when that happens. Um, Brez, final one for you, and we'll let you go after this. And I appreciate you as always taking uh, taking the time here. Um, upcoming games this week, so the Grizzlies obviously without John Morant, but Dylan Brooks will come back. And I think any time you start thinking to yourself, oh, you know what, we'll be fine. It's just the Grizzlies, and they don't have jaw, and they don't have, like yeah. you said, I think Stephen Adams will be out as well. Um, I think yeah. that that's that that could be dangerous if you look at it that way. You got a, a Toronto team that on Friday night that's playing some really good basketball since the uh, trade deadline, and kind of they're, they're they're hovering around 500. They're going toe to toe right now with the Denver Nuggets on the road. And then a Knicks team that's won nine games in a row that just got a, a big win against the Boston Celtics yesterday. How do you look at these three games? Um, just how do you look at the rest of the week playing out and uh, how important if the Lakers go 2-1 and one versus 1-2, one and two, what that would look like? Yeah, I think 2-1 is the key. I, I like the way you're thinking. The Lakers have to beat a, a, an understaffed uh, Memphis team tomorrow. And then, look – it's kind of funny because Toronto was left for dead a few weeks ago. Then they picked up Jakob Pertl from the Spurs. He's been the pivot guy that they've been needing for this team. And now if you think about it, he's been putting up double-doubles. You've got Siakam. You've got Van Vliet. You've got Gary Trent Jr. That's a really good team. Like, they're starting to shoot up the standings in the East. So that's a tough one. That's bad timing right there. And then the Knicks, of course, like you mentioned. I watched some of that game where they beat the Celts last night in, in uh, a couple overtimes. Mm-hmm. This team's really good. They had a Josh Hart. Right before the uh, the deadline, I thought that was a good, smart and that, pickup. And that for them. game yesterday and, was that was without Brunson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what does that say about how well Julius Randle is playing for this franchise and, and guys like R.J. Barrett? I, I mean, 
This this team has, has done one of the bigger 180s late in the season that I can remember in a long, long time um, because they were below 500 just a few short weeks ago. Now, uh, what will I see? They're fifth in the West. You know, they could jump up to fourth if they can pass Cleveland. So Lakers got to be careful. It, it's weird to say, you know, you've got, you got to go two and one at home. Um, you think maybe three and oh is part of the equation, but just some bad timing with some red hot Eastern Conference teams. I, I think two and one should be the goal. Uh, three and oh is the goal, of course, but you'd be happy with two and one. Yeah, I'll take, uh, if you told me today you could take two and one, I think I would yeah. sign up for it. Um, Brez, it's going to be a fun, uh, fun rest of our week here. And like you mentioned, tomorrow, Pau Gasol getting his jersey retired. I appreciate the time, my man. We will uh, see you tomorrow over at the, uh, at the arena. All right, my friend. We'll have some good uh, media food together in that dining room. Now. Yes, yes. We will sit there and we will go. I'll go back for seconds and thirds. And you know, you know how I do it, Bryce. I, I don't want to embarrass myself here. <laughs> keep me away from that Froyo machine. I hate that damn fair. thing. Fair. Completely fair. As long as you keep me away from the uh, the nacho station, we're good to go. That's uh, oh, that's fair enough. You right got there. it. Bryce, uh, right, thank bro. you, bud. Appreciate the time. Indeed. All right. That's Mike Bresnahan right there. Um, covers the Lakers, uh, obviously Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, okay, so I, I want to get into this because I haven't got a chance to. Pau Gasol jersey retirement coming up tomorrow. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about Pau Gasol. Man, that was one of my favorite players um, over the history of my time watching the Lakers. I loved me some Pau Gasol, and, and I'm really looking forward to him getting his moment tomorrow. Also, when we come back, the upcoming games this week, Three games, how big, how key those are all going to be. Kind of the latest of the NBA standings. And then I also want to play something from Sham Sharani of The Athletic talking about um, LeBron and kind of a little bit of an update on uh, when to expect or when not to expect. Let's put it that way, LeBron James back. Do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Lakers uh, taking on the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow. They got Memphis... Toronto on Friday, and then they got the New York Knicks coming up on Sunday. Lakers got a lot of work to do. I want to play something here real quick. Uh, this is Sham Sharania talking about LeBron James and just his situation. D'Angelo Russell is clearly closer than LeBron James. I think they thought he would be back by now in some ways. It was a day-to-day injury. It was an ankle sprain. Uh, but the hope is that he's back sooner than later. The thing that I'm most impressed by is since LeBron James has been out, uh, Anthony Davis, 35 points a game, 11 rebounds a night, and three blocks per game. That's the Anthony Davis we saw early in the year who was dominant, who was doing it on both ends of the floor. And then, you know, he obviously got hurt, and it's been a a slow climb back to that position. They need him to play at that elite level every single night. Otherwise, they have no chance. But I agree with Chandler. Like, the fact that this team is still floating, I think they can present any of those teams a real challenge. Yes, they need LeBron James back in the We don't know when that will be. Three-week evaluation, reevaluation for him. And even after that, I don't know if the Lakers think he's going to be back in three weeks. I don't think it'll be just the three weeks, uh, likely beyond that. And so you put yourself in a position where you hope that he's back right before the playoffs or, or he gets, in, gets back for the play-in. All right, that's Shams right there. So 
I, I think what he's saying there, it, it, I really do believe it's been emphasized. Don't expect Braun back anytime soon. When that three-week, when he gets reevaluated, don't think that, oh, okay, hey, Braun is going to play. It's been three weeks. That's not how it's going to be, and I think Shams is emphasizing that right there. What the Lakers got to do is just kind of worry about what's in front of them. So they got three games this week. Um the Memphis Grizzlies, we know their situation. And again, I, you know, I'm, I want to continue to say this. Just because John Morant is not playing, it doesn't mean that the Grizzlies won't put up a fight. Um, you know, we obviously know about the uh, the injury to uh, Stephen Adams. It looks like he is ruled out for tomorrow. Ja's not going to play. Brandon Clark suffered that season-ending left Achilles tear. So they're going to be missing some of their key guys, but Dylan Brooks is going to be back. Uh, the Toronto Raptors just continue to play good basketball. They're up on Denver right now on the road. And then you got that game against the New York Knicks. I mentioned they've won nine games in a row. Take two and one uh, for me all day long. That sounds great. If the Lakers are able to do that, I think they're in a great spot. Uh, but I think that's what it's going to take. Two and one to kind of keep pace with some of these other teams. The standings right now, if you're just tuning in, the Jazz are 31 and 34. The Lakers are 31 and 34. The Blazers are 31 and 34. So you got a number of teams that are all kind of hovering around that same record. Then you got the Pelicans who are 31 and 33, and they're in the middle of a game right now against the uh, Sacramento Kings, and Kings have a seven-point lead, so I know Laker fans are cheering for that. A couple of minutes here left. I just want to spend a, a quick second on this one. Pal, Pal Gasol is going to get his jersey retired tomorrow. Um, and I, I'm so looking forward to this. Dave McMenamin has a great piece that he put together on ESPN, on ESPN.com, just talking about uh, the role Kobe Bryant and the Lakers played in Pau Gasol's transformation. Um, Pau's a two-time champion with the Lakers. He's uh, He was at an era of Lakers history that saw this post-Kobe and Shaq and the question was always, hey, can Kobe win without Shaquille O'Neal? Once that trade went down, Lakers made that trade for uh, for Pau Gasol, um, Kwame Brown, the rights to Marc Gasol, Jafaris, uh, Crinton was also part of that. A couple, I think, first-rounders for the Lakers. Some cash was also involved. But once Pau Gasol became a Laker, they had a real legitimate chance of competing for a championship. They lost in 2008 to the Celtics. They beat the Orlando Magic in the finals, Dwight Howard and the uh, Orlando Magic in uh, 2009. And then 2010, man, one of the uh, most unbelievable years in Laker history. You get a home game, game seven against the Boston Celtics. Lakers down at one point, what, 14, 16 points. Powell looked absolutely possessed and the Lakers came back and won that game. He's going to have his jersey. His jersey will go up next to Kobe. Um, it's going to be a very, very, very special night. I'm really looking forward to it. Pau Gasol getting his jersey retired for the Lakers uh, tomorrow. Um, okay. We have, just to kind of give everybody a heads up here, we've got our pregame show with the Lakers and the Grizzlies. That will start at uh, 5.30 tomorrow. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. And then we'll uh, you know get you ready for uh, Lakers basketball from there. I'm back tomorrow. Um, thank you to uh, Michael Funches, Laura Romo, and Mario Ruiz. Uh, I'll be back on tomorrow morning with Travis Rogers starting at 10 a.m. L.A., have a great rest of your night. Thanks for tuning in.